following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Hope you're all going to have a good day listening. Let's see, we've got people in, uh, let's see, Clubhouse. We have people in Discord, and uh, I can open up the Rumble. We have people in Rumble as well. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 The last four digits on your phone spell C-A-R-M, CARM.org. If you don't want to call, but you do want a question or comment for the air, you can just contact us or email us at info at karm.org info at karm.org that's all you got to do and uh, we'd love, love to uh, you know we could read your email over the air and check it out so that's all you got to do all right uh, let's see we got one caller waiting we got four up oh, no yeah four open lines 877-207-2276 I want to hear from you give me a call and uh, just so you know we're on rumble and there's a lot of good chat stuff going on in the rumble room so if you are interested in uh, joining us in the chat all you got to do is go to rumble.com forward slash Matt Slick live and it'll take you there Woo! how about that let's get to Troy from Texas Troy, welcome. You are on the air. Thank you. Uh, nice to talk to you. Yeah, sure, you too. Um, yeah, so my question is, um, so in, in Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three, he yeah. prophesied that the Lord will put the law on the people of Israel's heart. And then um, Paul in Romans 2.15 um, says, you know the, that the work of the law is written on the hearts of the Gentiles, um, right? Mm-hmm. So, is it like what is it like? How do these things mesh? Well, God right. is speaking I covenantally. That's all right. No, God's speaking covenantally to the people of Israel in Jeremiah, and what God does is bind Himself by His word. A covenant is a pact or an agreement between two or more parties. So, God is working covenantally with Israel. And he uh, is telling them that he's going to write the law on their hearts. It's not just going to be external, but it's going to be internal. This is a hint towards the issue of uh, regeneration and indwelling and things like that. So what we see here is that that is mentioned in Hebrews uh, 10.16, and I believe Paul wrote Hebrews, but he's writing in order to communicate to them that God's faithfulness is to them even though uh, they don't have the law perfectly, the law in their heart is the issue. Paul had already written, like you said in in, uh, Romans 2.15, that the law is written on the heart of the unbelievers as well. The reason it's written on the heart of all people is because we're made in the image of God. And that's the uh, out of Genesis 1.26-27. So anyway, both Israel and the Gentiles are going to have their hearts written on the law in a more profound way with the indwelling of God in the Holy Spirit who indwells the believers and so uh, that's what's going on okay okay um, I, yeah I guess that makes sense it just seems like in Jeremiah it's like this thing is going to happen like as, as if it's not already of course. but I guess it's not 
It doesn't say that, obviously, but... Um, Okay. That's true. Yeah. Well, it when God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Now, the when—that's the issue. When's it going to happen? And so we have uh, the ability to look backwards throughout history and see the redemptive work of Christ, and that even Jews can have the law written on their hearts. Now, like I said, automatically it already is, but we're talking here not just the idea of yeah, I know it's not right to just no, it's not right to steal. It's more than that. See, the Christian is indwelt by God, and he really is aware of the law and what's right and what's good. It really echoes with strength through his heart and mind. And this is what's going on in Jeremiah, this extra, this real regenerative work, this thing that God's going to be doing a miraculous work later on in people. And that's what's going on, okay? Okay. Yeah, I can totally see, you know, in my own life how I went from not caring so much about sin, but like when I you know, became a believer, then it really affected me more holistically. Right. right. Yeah. It's one of the signs of regeneration and the movement of God in us and through us, where instead of just an awareness of the law, now we want to live it. We don't want to lie and cheat and steal, etc. It's really upon our hearts. We can really feel it. That kind of thing. Okay? All right. All right. Great. Well, thank you. Hey, you're welcome, Troy. God bless, buddy. God bless. All right. God bless All you. right. Okay. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. We have four open lines. Also, in... Um, and let's see, you got to see all these different things going. In uh, Clubhouse, there's a chat room. If you have a question, you can type it in there. Same thing in Discord, you can do that. And in Rumble. And you can also email me, info at karm.org, if you have a comment or a question. Or you could even call me, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Buskman from Dayton. Welcome, Buskman. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Always great to talk to you, sir. Um, question. Um, Proverbs 6, Book of Wisdom, speaks of uh, going to the ant, you sluggard, okay, mm-hmm. and shows what an ant does, which is stores up his food uh, for, for times when he cannot be out mm-hmm. getting food. Mm-hmm. Should Christians be prepping, Matt? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we should be prepping. We should uh, have uh, you know a few months of su- uh, supply of food and and uh, a couple three four weeks of water. Uh, it just just makes uh, sense. We don't want to rely on our technology. Now, as a matter of fact, um, my my wife and I we've been slowly doing that, just slowly getting things ready. We have canned goods. We have stuff. You know, we're not talking about a bunker and, and a uh, helipad and, and radar operated machine gun t- turrets. You know, no, 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 no. We just have enough that uh, we could survive uh, for two months, three months, if we needed to, on our own. We have a large supply of water. We have a jacuzzi. We have a uh, a water filter that can take anything and everything out of that. You can pour sewage into it, and it comes out. We use it all the time. Not for I mean, we put sewage in it, but we you know we filter our water out. We have a, an extra fridge in the garage, and uh, we have canned goods and shelves and things like that. And so we also have uh, a, a few couple solar panels. Uh, and a battery pack that you can charge it. Well, just two days ago, 
we had a power outage here at the house. And so um, we're like, okay. So I had these little portable batteries I keep charged, you know, for charging up uh, cell phones. And gave one to my wife and to her, you know, because her battery was getting low. And uh, when we went to bed, the power was still not on. So she and I both used CPAP machines. We had these battery things. And we'd hook them up, and uh, it was no problem. And then later the lights came on. So, you know, it's just it, just that kind of stuff. We should just be prepared. Okay. Okay. So we shouldn't live our lives like we're all Elijah and we'll send ravens to feed us. Well, no. Uh, God will provide, but we need to be active. Men in particular responsible for their families to lead and guide and provide and protect. Part of the issue of protection is to provide uh, food and water and clothing for the family. But what happens if there's an economic collapse? What happens if the Biden crime family gets to do everything it wants and the Democrats take complete control and socialist hell takes over? And, uh, you know, they so you can't have gas stoves and gas this and gas that. They're the idiocy of what they're doing. And uh, let's say that happens. Well, then how are you going to survive when gas goes to $10 a gallon, $20 a gallon? Is that going to happen? I don't know. But with morons in charge like that, those things are not that far off. So should we be prepared? Should we make uh, whatever you think is necessary for the condition and the situation you're in to be prepared for uh, something so that you can have enough food for more than a week or two. When um, Katrina happened uh, and it went into and devastated New Orleans, uh, I'm going to be careful how I'm saying these words because I know that, uh, that there's children listening and cars traveling and stuff like that. But within 72 hours, there was uh, all kinds of mayhem where gangs were going around doing things that should not have been done and uh, women were jeopardized, people were killed, uh, robberies were occurring. And then, of all surprising, ridiculous stupidity, the government started coming in and confiscating weapons from the law-abiding, which the criminals wanted that to happen so that they could be free then to rob people without um, uh, fear. So Resistance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the liberals, they can't think their way out of a wet paper bag. They, they, they think people are basically good. They have no clue. They're so clueless. And so they, they try and operate that way. In fact, that's why uh, people are moving out of Portland, Oregon. Businesses are shuttering. Uh, in San Francisco, the same thing's happening. They're, people are leaving by the droves. Businesses are shutting down because the liberals' policies are in place. You know, uh, defunding the police and giving uh, liberals uh, and criminals you know, the rights. It's just opening the borders. I mean, I just have to say this. It really irritates me so much. But if you want to destroy a country, you do exactly, exactly what's happening mm-hmm. in our country right now. Exactly. You destroy the culture. You destroy the language. You have it invaded from people who are foreign, who don't have your culture and your values. You destroy the infrastructure. Uh, you destroy... Um, the uh, energy production system, you brainwash the children, you go uh, woke so that everybody starts hating the culture and the country, you just cause it to fracture. And you you foment race wars, uh, racism, uh, socialism. This is exactly what you do if you want to destroy the country. 
And it's exactly what's happening. So all the more reasons. Christians should be pre preparing. I recommend people buy silver because I've researched it. Um, gilt gold, you have a single gold coin and you know you can put it in your pockets for two thousand dollars. Well you can buy a loaf of bread with a single cone coin. If you buy junk silver and uh, silver that's twenty five dollars per coin, then you have uh, something to work with and um, to barter with if need be. So uh, I recommend people do that and I'm looking into gold backs, which uh, several states now are producing legal currency called goldbacks and uh, so Colorado is New Hampshire uh, Wyoming I think is Montana and they are actually dollar bills with different denominations 10 20 30 40 they're actually uh, gold actually woven into it into the fiber and so it actually has value not just paper so more and more states are starting to do that and the reason they're doing that is because uh, the dollar is uh, not being trusted in the world much anymore people are moving away from it and it'll cause the economy of America to collapse so everything that you want to do to destroy this country is being done it's being done mm -hmm. so uh, oh yeah I, I've been studying this for a long time and um, that's why I call it the Biden crime family the FBI is corrupt the DOJ is corrupt uh, so, uh, you know, what I say here on the radio, um, I'm waiting for the, you know, them to come get me and arrest me. Why? Because I said something <laughs> I shouldn't have said. That's no joke. That's no joke. Yeah. I mean, oh, I believe you. Yeah. Hey, we got to break something. You want to hold? Uh, let me know. Or just oh, keep going. Hold I am good. Thanks, Matt. I oh, okay. greatly appreciate it, brother. All right, Bussman. God bless, God. buddy. Hey, folks, we got uh, three open lines, 877 We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to Chuck from Burlington, I think it's New Jersey, North Carolina. There we go. Welcome, you're on the air. You're right, Matt. It is New Jersey, too, because that's where Oh, it is New up. Jersey? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joycey. New Joycey. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yep. Tried to, the mob tried to get me to work for him. Yep. The mob? But I didn't. I called the FBI. My dad said, you're stupid. Dear. They'll have you hanging up on the telephone pole. Oh. But anyway, that was a long time ago. Okay. But so, Psalm, mm -hmm. Psalm 57.2. Okay. In the ESV, I believe it says... God will accomplish His purpose through you. Is that correct? Because I don't have an ESV with me. It says, uh, "It says in the ESV, I cry out to God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose in me." And the ESV says, "To God who accomplishes all things for me." King James, "To God that performeth all things for me." The uh, NIV, "Who fulfills His purpose for me." Okay, so those are what the, the different ones say. So what do you got? Yeah, it could be taken either way, huh? Mm -hmm. I, like, I like the ESV, you know? The reason is, that says our, our sovereign God will accomplish his purpose through each of us. 
each of us believers, whether we're good or bad. I mean, I'm a bad guy, you know, I'm a bad boy. Yeah. And I know, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, uh, so comforting, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. We should always rejoice in that. Yes, I agree. And uh, it's a good reminder for me as well. And the uphill battle of ministry but uh, and life as, as a whole. We need to trust in God beyond our ability oh, to understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So praise easy. God. Through much you tribulation, can. we must, must enter through to the, king, to the kingdom of God, right? That's right. Yep. That's true. Also, uh, I, just, I just wanted to say, Matt, I agree with you what you said about our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea why they're doing it. You know, I do. I know it's why. Like that cultural. Cult- Go ahead and tell me. They're trying to destroy the country. They want to remake it. Yeah, they are. But why? Yeah. Why? Because there are people What's in it? control. You they're can't have America. Whole- you can't have America be that strong and have that much of an influence all over the world. The socialists and the communists have been working for decades to infiltrate America to bring it to its knees. They want to control. It's the enemy. Furthermore, it's a spiritual battle as well because it was the Christian church in America that would send people out into the world. Not so much anymore. The missionaries used to come out of England, and they were coming out of the States. And now American churchianity has become so comfortable in its hammock, and it doesn't know what it means to pick up the cross daily and follow after. And so they keep compromising and allowing the government to do one more thing to take away their freedom as long as they can have their comfort. And the integrity of standing up for righteousness above comfort is something that's lost in the Christian church and our culture. And so we're being destroyed, so in part, so that people can be brought into slavery, so that the gospel will not go forth. Think of it in terms as the uh, of the uh, the enemy of the gospel working through his people throughout the world to destroy all remnants of truth. This is going to lead eventually to the tribulation period and the arrival of the Antichrist, which cannot occur until the apostasy comes first, the apostasy of the Christian church. And it's happening. Okay? Well, yeah, it is happening. We're on the way, aren't we? Yes, it we seems are. Like it because America was the last stronghold to me of Christianity, and now it's just dying. I mean, yeah, we it, still America's have a dying. lot of good Christianity, like you said. Yeah, but we it's still it's, do. it's it's a comfort theology. It's diaperinian theology. I call it. There are churches, uh, underground churches in Iran that are uh, in Iran are flourishing. In the Muslim country, there's thousands wow. of people coming to Christ on a regular basis, daily, weekly, because they're having visions and dreams of Christ. These are people who are, who are crying out in their oppression. When people get comfortable, they don't look to, up to God anymore. They don't trust in Him anymore. And our country, as Christians, has largely turned its back upon God, and we're getting what we deserve. Okay. Well, it's like Jim Elliott said, he is no fool to give away what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord, right? right. Praise the That's Lord. Right. Amen, brother. Oh, glory to God. Okay. Okay, Matt, good talking to you. Keep up. All right. Keep, I know you're going to keep on keeping on. I don't even have to tell you. Right. Yeah, See you later. <laughs> All right, brother. God bless. Okay. All right, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, late seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Give me a call for open lines. David from Kansas City. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. With just 
it just shows you the sovereignty of God. That that segue yeah. that you had before segues into the question I have. Right. We moved four years ago up here to the Kansas City area, Dallas Fort Worth area. Now Dallas Fort Worth is the buckle of the Bible Belt, and we had okay. trouble finding a decent church there. Mm-hmm. We moved to a rural area no less than five miles from International House of, you know, IHOP, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a you know not a good church. But we right. we moved to a rural Kansas City area. We've been to four churches so far, and right now the church we're in. We liked, we, we knew we had an influence there because it was a younger and mature church, but the pastor put his wife in the pulpit on Mother's Day, and she preached a sermon right out of the Bible. Okay. Yeah, pastor and needs to, to be rebuked. That was, that cross, yeah, he needs I, to be re- you know, it's his wife. So who gives a flying crap if it's his wife or not? The pastor needs to be rebuked for the heresy of promoting something that is unbiblical, whether it's his wife or not. He's supposed to lead the congregation and not be a wolf. He needs to spend his time diving into the Word and preaching the truth out of God's Word and not compromising the Word of God and having his wife get in the pulpit. And she should not be there. He should not have allowed her to get there. He's disqualified. He doesn't know what's going on. He needs to be be rebuked. And a good man of God who believes in the truth needs to stand up and get in that position and do the job right. Well, that's that's what I'm going to rebuke him, and it breaks my heart because I love yep. the guy, but it's going to break my heart. But I got to do it, and it's I, I got to make. I don't like to do this, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, my friend. I mean, I, I, I understand. Work. But what are we men called okay. to do? We men are called to do uh, those I, difficult things and push those rocks out of the way and lift those trees out of the way and clear the path of righteousness. That's what we're obligated to do. And we have more and more people today who are just compromising the Word of God, letting women get into the pulpits and preaching and teaching, which is unbiblical. It is so clearly unbiblical. How can anybody who takes the Word of God seriously not see it? And I'm going to say this like I've been doing now periodically for 18 years on the radio five days a week. I'll offer to come out to your church and debate the issue. Does the Bible support uh, or not the issue of women pastors and elders? Let's have a debate. Does the Bible teach that it's okay to have women pastors and elders? I'll debate anybody on it in a public setting. I'll come out to your church and I'll do it from what the Word of God says. Now, I've been doing this for 18 years. Not a single person has ever taken me up on it. Hold on. we got a break right there. This kind of stuff makes okay. me mad. Okay. The compromise that men are doing in the church is pathetic. I'll be right back after these messages. Oy, oy, oy. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you're new to the show and you hear me talking like I do, um, stay tuned. You'll hear more of it. Um, Women are not to be pastors and elders. I can teach on this extensively. I do offer a challenge to debate on anybody on this topic. I don't care. Uh, You know, it's a serious issue. Men are failing in the church. And we need to step up and start being godly men. And uh, women, it's not your job to be an elder. It's not your job to be a pastor. If you attend a church where there's an elder or pastor who's a woman, uh, you need to cor- offer correction to the staff 
to say this is not biblical, you can go to my website, karm.org, and you can look up the issue in, I believe it's in apologetics section on the menu, women's, women in ministry. You can go there, and there's articles, lots of articles there about the issue of women pastors and elders, and they are not to be that. And I can give a theological teaching, biblically-based teaching, and all this stuff. I know their answers. I know their responses. I know what people say. And let me yep. just say, say this. We'll get to the caller, David, here in a second. But the, th- the fact is that... Um, 80% of, of churches and denominations that adopt women pastors and elders within t- uh, two generations start adopting pro-homosexuality. They, uh, this is because they don't believe the Word of God and the truth of what it is, and even in the things that are uncomfortable for them, they lick their fingers, went, put them up in the air, see which way the societal wind is blowing, they follow that direction. And when they do that, they go up into apostasy, as the Bible prophesies will occur, even within Protestantism. It's already happened in Catholicism and Eastern Orthodox. Those are two false churches um, will lead you to damnation, and the Protestant denominations are following suit. Not all of them. There are a lot of good churches out there, but... Uh, it's happening to Dave. You still there? Yeah. Yeah, All no, right. I am. And I gave him a book a couple of weeks ago by Tom Askell. It said Compromise versus um, uh, Accommodation. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing I can't compromise on. It's not an That's accommodation. Right. And mm-hmm. and I, I want to confront him. Like, I'm glad I have this because I can play this for him. But he said his wife was only teaching and preaching from the pulpit under his authority. Okay, so what he's saying then is it's okay for a woman to get up and teach and exercise authority over men as long as she's doing it under his authority, even though Paul the Apostle says he does not allow that to occur. There are no qualifications for it. I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over men, but remain silent for Adam was first created, First Timothy two twelve and 13. So what this man has done is now taken the Word of God and said, oh, she can do that to the contrary what Paul the Apostle says as long as she's under my authority. So his authority now has been compromised because he does not have the wisdom to understand what the Word of God needs to say and does say about this. He needs to go to the congregation and he needs to publicly apologize for what he did, give a Bible study on why it's not uh, proper for women to be pastors and elders. If you guys want, if anybody wants in the country, anybody wants me to, I will get online and I can do remote into a Bible study, into a church thing. I can teach you why would it is it's already with the doctrine of the trinity lay the foundations of theology down and why it comes down the way it does biblically based i do it in a, a video or i'll do it on a phone into groups you just contact me and i'll be glad to do it i'll be polite i'll be firm and i'll be biblical and you can answer you can ask all the difficult questions you want and we'll go to town on it but this is a serious issue but a lot of people and men that just makes me mad when men get so afraid of society and issues that they want to be contemporary and helpful and let women get in there and do their jobs. Just makes me mad. Many just stop it. Stand up. You I know. know. The Bible says, what does it say? Let me say this mad. verse. First, it makes me mad. First Corinthians 16, 13. I be know. on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. That's what Paul the Apostle says in First Corinthians 16, 13. And yet, let all that you do be done in love. So, we're to act like men. We're to be strong. And I, and I started doing this. Oh, look, there's so much going on. I started doing this, reading through the Gospels and only focusing on the red letters. And, you know, maybe a little bit more here and there. To learn 
about yeah. Jesus, how he was as a man. So he can teach me so that I can teach others. The biblical manhood is yeah. in Christ Jesus. And he overturned the temple tables. He did the things that were right that pleased God the Father, not man. So men who do that, who please men and please people, instead of getting up in the pulpit and preaching the truth, they are disqualified. They need to step down and go do something more important. Oh, well, there's nothing more important preaching the Word of God, but do something more more qualified for it. Yeah, mow lawns. Okay. You know, it's just ridiculous. Can I? Go ahead. Sorry. Can I? Can I add one? 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 Sure. No, that's okay. You got me I'm, going. Uh, yeah. I'm going to clip. I'm going to clip this and send it to him. Obviously, but one. Oh, one he won't thing like I, it. I want to say to everybody. He won't like it. I, I, okay, probably won't. But I, I, I will no. say this to everybody. Please pray and and pray every day on your prayer for Matt and Annie. Pray for his ministry and support his ministry. I love you, brother. Okay. Thank you. We do appreciate that. We do. This is a tough ministry, and I uh, appreciate it, brother. God bless. No. Okay. Hey, folks, you know, just to segue off of that a little bit, uh, we do ask for your prayers and support in the ministry. We need financial support. We always need that. I rarely ask, but we especially need prayer support. Um, we have missionaries all over the world, in Africa, in South America, and uh, in uh, Turkey, and we support them. And, and it takes some cash to do that, of course. But we the, the goal is to have them present the gospel in the way they can with their ministries and with the web and things like that. And so this is a tough ministry. It's a tough ministry. It's a very difficult ministry. I'm 66 years old and working harder than I ever have. And it's not a complaint. It's just, you know, this is, this is for the kingdom of God. This is for the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I would just covet your prayers uh, for this ministry. We absolutely need your prayers. We really, really, really do. This has been a tough ministry. There's so much to do. I have hundreds and hundreds of questions to answer. Um, and it's, unfortunately, I'm the one who does the writing and research. We need to get more writers and researchers. And uh, just to do things in a very biblically-based, doctrinally-centered Christ-centered, uh, soteriological, historically redemptive uh, approach. We don't compromise the Word of God. And because of it, we've been threatened with lawsuits. We've uh, been cursed. We've had uh, evil sent to us in various forms of mails. Email, that is. I've been swatted. But, you know, they call the SWAT team on you. I've, that's happened to me. I've been followed in cars. We've had bumps in the night and things like that. And so I'm just saying, this is what it means to pick up your cross and follow after Christ daily. So please remember this ministry in prayer. We really do need it. Okay. Praise God. All right. Mike from Winston-Salem. Hey, welcome. You're on the air. You there? Mike. Let's see. I don't know if we're having a problem here. He says, uh, let's see. Does the fall of our country coincide with more women preachers? Yes, it does. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm just going to leave the, the phone line open. Yes, it does uh, fall in line and, and coincide with the compromise of the Word of God. The issue of women pastors and elders. Let me explain something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to put Mike on hold just in case. Let's come in. We can try him again before. Um, let me give a, a very brief reason for the position here. Uh, the doctrine of the Trinity is that there is one God and three distinct, simultaneous, co-eternal persons. The Father sent the Son, the Father and Son send the Holy Spirit. 
there's a, a hierarchy within the Trinity. One sent the other, etc. And so in the incarnation, uh, Jesus was made a man. And in the garden of Adam and Eve, Adam was the one who was given the authority to name the animals and to name his wife. And when they sinned, uh, the pre-incarnate Christ came to the man and said, Adam, where are you? He didn't ask the woman, uh, what have you done? He addressed the man first because the man has the authority. He's the one in that headship role. In 1 Timothy 2, 12 and 13, I'm going to go through this quickly because we're at the, at coming up to a break. In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 2, uh, 12 and 13, Paul says, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over man, but remain silent, for Adam was first created. He ties it into the created order. The word silent there doesn't mean absolute silence. That's the word sagao. What it is here is hesukia. It means to keep it down, to be reserved about it. You're not to, to do this. And why? Because Adam was first created. Now, in 2 Timothy 5.17, it talks about uh, the elder. And those are those who work well, who work hard at preaching and teaching. And in Titus chapter 1 and 1 Timothy 3, the elder... The pastor is automatically an elder. First Corinthians five seventeen, uh, the the uh, the elder is to be anermis gunaikos, a man of one woman, a husband of one wife. This is the instruction that is given, and people don't realize this is what's being taught because, and as I said, in First Peter two, uh, twelve and thirteen, Paul says he does not allow women to be in authority over men. That's in chapter two. In chapter three, the next chapter, he says he's giving instructions on how people are to behave in the church, which is the living God. He's giving specific instructions. This is what the the command is from the apostle of God Himself, and yet people dismiss it. In their arrogance, uh, they go against the Word of God and they get up in the pulpit and preach and encourage the followers of Christ to do the same. Hey folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, let's see. Let's get with Alberto from Georgia. Alberto, welcome, oh, brother. Yeah. You're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hey, you're on the air, buddy. So what do you got? Okay, yeah, what a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if, how do you handle a situation with, with a, the pastor or the church leaders and you try to talk to, a, to, to expose something they're saying is false? or something they claim that God revealed to them, like a sin, something that happened three months ago, that God would have forgave you three months ago, and then if three months later in the future they claim that God revealed your sin, when we ask you, you know it's not true, or it's all gossip, then they try to explain, talk, and they well, won't wait, 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 you're, you're, speak, you're, you're saying you so, You're saying so many things, I, I'm having trouble following, okay. following you. Okay, how, how can you handle a situation when the leadership doesn't let you a chance to speak in the congregation? Speak about what? But any to, to, to defend yourself or a topic in the Bible, but about a certain okay. topic about salvation, like you know, they say you well, lose it, you try to explain that you cannot the, lose it, but they won't okay, give you a chance. Okay, to speak okay, to okay, defend. okay, okay, okay. So here, here we go. You you need to go to the elders and you need to talk to them about whatever it is the issue is. You need to talk to them first. Okay. Yeah, but they won't listen. The pastor himself. 
They won't listen. The pastor or well, the deacons, they won't listen. Sometimes they say something, they'll cut you off. Uh, well, what's what are you talking about? Are you being respectful, or is it a liberal church? And they don't no, want not that respectful. They just, they just won't cut you off. They'll start cutting you. They start screaming, cut you off. Try to say screaming? something, and they'll wait cut minute, you, you off. Said, wait, 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 wait! You said screaming. Are they screaming at you? Yes, like that. Just has to go to. They'll, they'll scream at you. Or they'll shut you. They shout you down. They'll start swiping their hands at your face. Their hands at you, and stuff like that. Well, uh, that seems rather extreme. So, uh, well, that's the way. That's the way it was with me. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what's going on, and I can't. I can't uh, exegete uh, that. Uh, so, if you go to the elders and they are not um, open to discussing things with you, you might want to talk to some of your friends about it to see what's going on. Uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> And they're all in cahoots together with all the other members, the ones in so, leadership positions. Even the, they're so all family, me, majority of churches family. But you what can't trust none of them. Okay, hold on. So what you're telling me is that everybody has the same opinion about you? Because it's all gossip, sir. They say God claimed okay. that God revealed to them your sin, but they're gossiping and spreading around something that they said that God. Reveal my sin, something that happened three months ago. I would have said, if I forgive, forgive me, it throws me in the deep of the sea, it separates from the east to the west. But yet, they consider my sin bad, yet they be gossiping, but they don't look at their sins. You know what I mean? They'll expose only your sin, okay. but not their sin. Yeah, it's difficult for me to be able to uh, analyze all that, to know what's going on. Uh, so I'm just not sure what to tell you, okay? Because if you're telling me that... But how do you know really where he claims that God revealed to him and you know it's not true? They say God told you, told him you're and something that... And you know, you then, know for a fact then, it's not true. Then if you know for a fact it's not true, you need to leave that church because they're obviously being misled and, they, and they're not open to being corrected. Yeah. Okay. So you leave it, so it's all, it's all basically time control trying to control a person, break them down emotionally, mentally. You're, 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 wait a second, wait. Alberto, you're saying so many things that are so fast, you string them together, and you, you in this, it's just difficult for me to be able to read between the lines to understand what's going on, so I can't really tell you. I don't know. You said they're, the elders are screaming at you. I, I find that difficult to believe that you're screaming. Uh, and so... And then you say other people don't want to hear also i i, I just can't i want to tell you okay you're going to have to have some friends you're going to talk to that you can spend time with and going over things i, I don't know what to tell you okay and if you don't think that church is i can't trust the rest of the church members if you if you can't trust trust excuse me trust this particular church you're in maybe it's time to find another church and talk to the elders at yeah. that church okay and see what how it all goes, right. okay? Okay. All, all right. right, thank you. Okay, well, God bless, buddy. Okay. All right, now let's get to Mike from North Carolina. Mike, welcome. You are on the air. Uh, okay, I hope you can hear me now. Yes, I can. There you go. Um, all right. Okay, good. I was yelling into my phone, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> no, um, you, 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 you basically answered my question because... The, the decline in the church 
and, and this was just something that, that, that hit me when you were talking previously with other callers, that the decline in the church seems to correlate with the increased number of women pastors. And if you go, now, in, in this area here, you can't find them, but you, you go to big cities, or if I go to Miami, and, 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 and you look at some of the Baptist churches in, in, in Miami, some of them are led by women pastors. And, um, you know, so the the decline in the church, and I think you've answered that question, seems to correlate with, and also not just the decline in the church, but the the acceptance of more liberal doctrine seems to correlate so mm-hmm. much with women. And then, as I was sitting here waiting, I started thinking, you know what? In 1941, there was only one person that voted against declaring a war on Japan after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and that was Jeanette Rankin. She was the only woman in Congress at, at the time, and now we see so many more women in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, and I start thinking, I, I know there, there is differences in the way men and women think. Mm-hmm. Not that women can't think like men. The differences in their emotional makeup, men are more concrete, logical, uh, matter-of-fact, women are more emotional. Yeah. And so I start connecting these things together. Now, this is something that's just kind of hit me, so I really haven't thought about it that much, but just wondering what what your take on it is, because there's such a difference between how women and men approach things. Yeah, there are, and, um, you know, there, there are differences. Women are generally speaking more emotional. Men are generally uh, less emotional. And that can certainly influence your decisions, and it could be beneficial or not beneficial depending on the the situation. But I can say this: that see, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think, and it's not just women in government. There, I, I heard recently that there was a study done or something that there are more women in colleges now mm-hmm. than men. And yep. when I was at the University of Florida, it was like three to one men to women. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, you know, finding a date on campus was almost next to impossible, you know, uh, unless you were a yes. football player well, or something. There's a an attack on man masculinity. At this point, I would recommend that everybody, everybody watch the documentary done by a feminist, and it's called The Red Pill. And at the end of the documentary, she says she doesn't know she's a feminist anymore because she deals with the issue of men's issues and how men are being abused and attacked all over the country. It's happening. And so the laws are set against us. Uh, judges uh, side with women automatically. Uh, women dispar- versus men disparity of, uh, for the exact same crime. Women get far less sentences and severity. Men get more. Men are just under attack. Uh, I heard a, a, a read a comic once where divorce is when two people find out they made a mistake and one of them keeps paying for it. Now, uh, you know, it, it's, that's just a joke. Uh, we do have to, you know, do child support and stuff like that. But I'm just saying there's a heavy attack. And so men men are the, the butt of jokes. They're ridiculed. Uh, they are incompetent. Um, and this is how it is. So why go to college? It deters them from the self-worth and self-promotion um, and reaching for greater things because they are uh, they're attacked so much. And women are the ones who are now m- moving into places of authority and leadership. 
and this can't be good for our country. And the reason is because it gets women out of the home and the children who are raised are then raised in unhealthy situations. The best person to be home for raising the child, normally speaking, is the mom. And if the mom and dad are both out in the workforce, who raises the child? It put shove them off to some secular government school or secular uh, child care, uh, whatever it is. Uh, these are things, I've, I know I'm sipping a lot of toes, but uh, it's just, this is why, and it's bad. When men fail, countries um, are destroyed. That's how it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in 100% in agreement with you on uh, women women's role in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do have a role in the church, but not a leadership yes, role. That's right. They can prophesy. Right. They, can, and wh- they can have words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They can help with children. They can teach women, teach children. They can do all kinds of stuff, but they're not to be in positions of spiritual authority over men in the church. Okay. okay. I have one other right. question. This is out of curiosity. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you ever in a, like, in a classroom situation as a student and, you know, when they call out the role, they usually call out the last name first, and they called out Slick Matt. Did people crack up? Yeah, I've, it's my name has led to all kinds of interesting scenarios and situations throughout my life. And, um, yeah, my, one, of the, one of the ones that I enjoyed was uh, the most was my wife's first name is Anique. And it's, uh, it's a common name in France because she speaks French. Her mom was born and raised in France, so her name's Anique Slick. We first moved to uh, this, to a city to go to, for me to go to seminary. We wanted to join a gym, and we met this guy in the street at a big fair. You know, all these people with booths and everything, and he's all buff. And he goes, "You want to join a gym?" Yeah, we do. We actually do. We really did. He said, "Good. What's your uh, what's your your name?" I said, "Last name's Slick." And he looked at me. He didn't believe me. He goes, "No, it's my last name." And he, he you could tell he didn't believe. And I said, "No, it's my real name." He goes, "Okay." And he kept writing. And he and they said to my wife, "What's your first name?" He, he she said, "Anique." He turned around and walked off. And. <laughs> You know, and we go, no, it's our name. It's for real. And he wouldn't believe us, and he walked off. So that kind of, that's a funny story. But, um, yeah, that's Slick. And Reverend Slick, you know, so. And people think Matt Slick is a radio name, but it's not. It's my real name. So anyway, yeah, and I learned to run as a kid because of it, too. In fact, this is just a little bit more info. I ran so much as a child from being chased because my dad was in the service and went to 12 different elementary schools, Bucktooth and Skinny and last name Slick. Uh, I ran so much that my heart um, physically um, was so in, so in such great shape that a cardiologist once said that my heart is going to give me 10 years of extra life. That's how good it is. Yeah. He said, did you do a lot of running when you were a kid? I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right. All right, man. God bless. All right, man. God bless. All right. Well, I would like to get to Ray from San Diego, where I used to live in Escondido, Ray. And uh, on Where Did Christ Go During the Three Days? Call back tomorrow, and we can get to that, because there's some theories about that, and the music started, because we're out of time. Sorry about that, brother. I know you waited 10 whole minutes. I do apologize for that, but please call back tomorrow, okay? Hey, folks, we are out of time. May the Lord bless you by his grace. We'll be back on here tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Have a great evening. 
another program powered by the Truth Network.